Thank you for joining me for Genesis chapter 4. The man knew Eve, his wife. She conceived and gave birth to Cain and said, I have gotten a man with Yahweh's help. Again, she gave birth to Cain's brother, Abel. Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. As time passed, Cain brought an offering to Yahweh from the fruit of the ground. Abel also brought some of the firstborn of his flock and of its fat. Yahweh respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. Cain was very angry and the expression on his face fell. Yahweh said to Cain, why are you angry? Why has the expression of your face fallen? If you do well, won't it be lifted up? If you don't do well, sin crouches at the door. Its desire is for you, but you are to rule over it. Cain said to Abel, his brother, let's go into the field. While they were in the field, Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Yahweh said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? He said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? Yahweh said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are cursed because of the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. From now on, when you till the ground, it won't yield its strength to you. You will be a fugitive and a wanderer in the earth. Cain said to Yahweh, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me out today from the surface of the ground. I will be hidden from your face and I will be a fugitive and a wanderer in the earth. Whoever finds me will kill me. Yahweh said to him, therefore, whoever slays Cain, vengeance will be taken on him sevenfold. Yahweh appointed a sign for Cain so that anyone finding him would not strike him. Cain left Yahweh's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain knew his wife. She conceived and gave birth to Enoch. He built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. To Enoch was born Arad. Arad became the father of Mahujael. Mahushael became the father of Methushael. Methushael became the father of Lamech. Lamech took two wives. The name of the first one was Ada, and the name of the second was Zillah. Ada gave birth to Jabal, who was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. His brother's name was Jubal, who was the father of all who handled the harp and pipe. Zillah also gave birth to Tubal Cain, the forger of every cutting instrument of brass and iron. Tubal-Cain's sister was Naamah. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice. You wives of Lamech, listen to my speech. For I have slain a man for wounding me, a young man for bruising me. If Cain be avenged seven times, truly Lamech seventy-seven times. Adam knew his wife again. She gave birth to a son 
and named him Seth, saying, For God has given me another child instead of Abel, for Cain killed him. A son was also born to Seth, and he named him Enosh. At that time, men began to call on Yahweh's name. Right from the beginning of the world, we see people making sacrifices to God. Something that goes on to this very day. Sacrifices people make today are not necessarily um, killing animals. That does still happen in some places, but we make sacrifices today of different types. We bring gifts, offerings, and and um, sacrifices of our time and our love and our energy. But going right back to the beginning of the earth, people have always made sacrifices to God. Somehow, um, these earliest people knew that the Lord was real and um, they knew that they owed him um, their attention and their love and their devotion, and that's all fine. And we've got here in this, this chapter the story of Cain and Abel bringing two different types of sacrifices. Cain brought fruit and you know things that he had grown. Abel brought um, you know, sheep or an animal, something that he had grown, but he was like a shepherd. And the Lord liked Abel's gift, but didn't like Cain's gift. Cain got angry. And it's really tempting to think that God only likes certain types of gifts. Uh, like, you know, in our own families, we know our children or our wives, our wife, or uh, they like a certain type of thing. If you're going to buy a present for someone, you know what they like. Well, people are like, people are like that. But is, is this the case with God? Does God only accept certain types of things and not accept other things, like Cain's offering, for example? Well, no, that's not the case. The difference here wasn't with what they brought to the Lord. The difference was with the attitude in which with they brought it. And um, the Bible doesn't really go into the details of that. But we know that we can give things to God for many different reasons. And Jesus once commented on some people giving offerings in the, in the temple or in the synagogue. And a little woman gave... Uh, a woman gave a little amount, just one coin, which was all she had. And God said, the Lord Jesus said, that was a great gift. But someone else gave a lot of money and Jesus said that wasn't as good a gift. So he was commenting on that. And the difference was that one had given everything, even though it was a smaller amount. But we know sometimes you can also give to the Lord because you love him and you appreciate him and you want to honor him and show respect. But someone else could give because they want to just be seen to do the right thing. Or they want to have, you know, everyone else like them. Say, oh, isn't he a good bloke? He, he gives such good gifts to God. So, it, you know, the reason that we give to the Lord can be different. And we need to be like Abel and have a pure heart. So then, of course, Cain gets angry, kills his brother. And then the Lord says to him, where's your brother? And that's not because the Lord didn't know. And this is the same thing we saw in the previous chapter where God says to Adam, did you eat of the tree I commanded you not to? Well, in both of these situations, God knows the answer to the question. So he's not asking to find that information. And so he says to Cain, um, where is your brother? And Cain says, how do I know? I'm not my brother's keeper. But Cain, of course, is lying. He does know. And um, But the implication of this whole scenario is that, yes, 
we actually are our brother's keepers. We are responsible to take care of each other. And in, in this early state of world history where there were few humans, Adam and um, Cain and Abel were certainly brothers, but in, this, in the way that the world has now grown and filled with many people, there are many people in the world who are not our physical direct family members, brothers and sisters, but in the general sense of this passage, they're all our brothers, they're all our sisters. And the Lord's question to, to Cain, uh, you know, about where is your brother, that's a question to us as well. Where is our brother? And we realise that our brother and our sister are all around us. They're the people we interact with every day. These are our brothers. These are our sisters. And um, in the New Testament, someone says to Jesus, he says, your brother and your mother's, your mother and your brothers are here. And Jesus says, who, are, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? And he says, it's all of you. So we have Jesus saying as much himself later on. And so we've got this passage here, which highlights to us the need to consider those around us as brothers and sisters and to, and to hear God's word on it, that we should care for them. Now it says a bit later in the passage that Cain knew his wife and then they had children. And one of the tricky questions, well, a lot of people think this is a tricky question. Where did Cain get his wife? Because there's no, there's no daughter mentioned here among the children of Adam and Eve. Well, these, these um, historical accounts in the book of Genesis are ancient historical accounts. They're not like our modern accounts, which tend to be very systematic and detailed and say every single thing that needs to be heard. These ancient accounts often just don't share all the information. And this is an example of that. Adam and Eve had daughters too, of course. We weren't told the details of that. And here we've just got an example of Cain marrying one of his sisters. And that is what happened to all of Adam and Eve's children. They, of course, they married each other. There was no one else in the earth to marry. And the whole idea of not marrying your own siblings wasn't a thing yet. The genetic uh, purity was, was much higher back then. There hadn't been many, many, many generations to water down and for imperfections in the genetic lines. We don't marry our siblings these days or even close relatives. But back then that wasn't a problem. Cain married one of his sisters. And the ancient uh, Jewish historian Josephus, he, um, he uh, mentions that Adam and Eve had other sons and daughters. He doesn't mention how many, but Jewish oral tradition suggests to us that Adam and Eve had 56 children, 33 sons, 23 daughters. That's a lot of children. And it would take a long time to have that many children. And the Bible also tells us that Adam and Eve did live a long time. Uh, and some commentators actually think that Adam and Eve had um, daughters first and not sons first. And that's why it says when, when Adam and Eve had their first son, Cain, and Eve said, I have brought forth a man. It was some commentators think that's like she was a bit surprised or she was a bit happy, like, well, I've had daughters, but now I've had a son. We, we don't know whether that's true or not, but certainly Adam and Eve had sons and daughters. That's definitely the case. And some people question, you know, the historical accuracy of all of this. And I'd like to say there's no reason not to trust the historical, historical accuracy of all of this. These things were written down in a historical narrative. 
The world was very different back then to what it is now. And we have a God that we can trust. He's right about many, many things. So we need to trust him when he says things that, that are different to what we're used to hearing. We can also trust him in those things too. So what do we learn from this chapter? We learn that we are our brother's keeper. All around us are people who, in God's opinion, are our brothers and our sisters, even those who are not our siblings directly. And we also learn that our attitudes towards God, especially when we're bringing gifts, have an effect on our future. Just like Cain's terrible attitude had an effect on his future and his, his choice to kill his brother resulted in the ground being cursed and that directly affected his future and his productivity. So we learn that our choices have consequences. So Father, I ask right now that you would cause us to live our lives in accordance with the will of God. Give us grace to make good choices. I ask you to bless all those listening today and let grace be imparted to them. Let the power of God be given to them and bless them. In Jesus' name, amen.